0: Hello, everyone. My name is Joshua Joshua Mize, and it's so exciting to be here for everyone who's listening. And if you can just lend me your ears for some few minutes, I would be out of your way. I would love to share something that is um, is is ever fresh in me, insight that God has blessed me with as regards to worship and as a singer, and. I know that you are going to be blessed because I won't just be talking. The Holy Spirit is going to be ministering to you through my voice. If you could just stick with me for a little while and I'm sure you're going to have an amazing, amazing experience while we talk about uh, what we're going to be able to talk about. So what we're talking about today is the singer and the worshipper. Yes, the singer, the worshipper. So, who is a singer and who is a worshipper? Questions that we probably have heard so many times, if you are a music, um, or a music artist or if you are someone who, who loves to sing and if you sing in a church, if you sing in your bathroom, if you worship, if you're a backup singer, I'm sure you've heard those questions, who is a singer? And we all have different definitions, we all have different definitions of who a worshipper and who a singer is. Um, well, let's just go from this angle, so if you could just name five of your top singers, let me know. I know a lot of people would say, uh, Dom Nguyen, Daniel Tasha Cobbs, uh, Kirk Franklin, is Kirk Franklin a singer? Okay, yes, he is. Um, the Clark Sisters, um, Tim Godfrey, um, so I'm hearing someone say be, Yeah, he's a singer, of course I also say Tenny yeah. um, The band Davido, Yeah we, Come on, we hear this music, right? We do, of course So those are singers, yes uh, It's good that we all know who, Because we have favorite singers If I would ask you What was the song you listened to Throughout today? What has been the song that has been In your spirit what has what has what has what has been ministering to you what has been the song you listen to because for me when I wake up in the morning there's a song that rises with me Uh, and it's a reflection of what I have from the inside it's a reflection of what I I I I I uh, is what I do every day it comes from the inside so in the morning I wake up there's a song in my head sometimes it might be a song I probably have heard while I was on my way to work or I probably have heard on the side while I was watching the TV or listening to the radio, so it's obvious songs are actually being registered in that subconscious mind, and that's the truth of the matter. If you're probably wondering why that is, why that it is, why why it is like that. Because we're spiritual being, we we sweet, we have it and it is in our gene. God made us. God is a spirit, is a singer person, and so if He made you in His image, trust me, you have that gift of of a singer inside of you. So back to the question: Who is a singer? A singer. <laughs> a singer is anyone who sings. It's as simple as that. If you can make melody with words, you are a singer. It doesn't matter if you're off key or on key right uh, that's a different level of who we say there's a professional person someone who sings very well yes you're saying as long as you make melody say for example you're saying um, jesus loves me jesus loves me yes i know yes i know uh, or any song anything that makes melody is song you can sing and that makes you a singer right it just depends on the level of the level in which you are in i mean it just depends on how well you sing how much of an on-key person you sing and how much of a, of a pitch you can take so that's going professional but in the basics if you're if you're a singer if you sing a song in the bathroom wherever you are a singer right you are a singer so some people do it as a job professional singers yes and others just don't do it just because they want to get paid those are people that you could you could give some people some words and they'll make a melody out of it they're that good you could just give them a poem and they'll make melody out of it so people are very good with writing while some people are very good with just making those words come to life through songs through melody so it is a natural gift i would say it's a natural gift because the god that created you and i is a singer. have you noticed have you noticed right why you could just be walking on the road and you hear some melody and you resonate with it so yes that that shows that it is a natural gift it's something that god has endowed and has put on the inside of you that is who a singer is so let me share this story with you let me share one of my life experiences as a singer. Um, this there was a particular time we went to have this program called "The, the Vision Is Not Impossible." is a is a, a yearly program we have um, in the church then, and I was I was we were so passionate about it because it was an event that nobody um, would want to miss. If if you remember those times in Beautiful Feet. Um, Beautiful feet happened to be a congregation of young believers who are just crazy for God, and we usually have that program called um, "The Vision's Not Impossible." I happen to be one of the singers. Then he's been on for a very long time, actually, but I just I joined and I loved it. So the story around that is I was so enthusiastic about it that I was praying for God to bless me to be able to bless that program, right? and project fame came around and i said i've got this gift of singing let me just go and audition and probably i would win and then the money that i would make i would put it into the vision is not impossible, right and i and i and my friend called Ozzy we went to for the auditioning <laughs> it's so funny because when it was my turn to Audition, I got a stage and who was the judge? It was Sheg B. I I got there and he said, Go. And then I sang this beautiful song, um, a love song by Westlife. And he said, I was not even way past the song, like three seconds or ten or yeah, five seconds afterwards. He said, Stop. And he said, Next. And I was like, sir, I've not finished. He said, I know. Next. I said, no. What did I do wrong? And he said, you were worshipping, not singing. This is not a church. Next. And there, my dreams and hopes of winning Project Fame at that year, and taking all the money and putting it in the Vision is No Impossible program, just came down. Like, just... I felt like everything was lost my whole dreams I wanted to die like what just happened and I got out of there and I was thinking what is left in this life I don't know if anyone had been to an audition and you have been rejected and if you have been rejected you would you would imagine that trauma I had that trauma, it was really, really so bad, I felt bad, but the the thing is, afterwards, right, I started thinking about that feedback that Shonobi gave me, he said, you were worshipping, not singing, and I was asking myself, what is the difference between a worshipper and a singer? Why would, uh, why would I go for an audition and I will be singing and someone is telling me that I am worshiping, you know, and I couldn't fatter me, and I was just thinking and asking the Holy Spirit, and that's. That was what i felt but real i re- later realized that there is a difference between someone who worships and someone who sings, and that was just a call out for it and that was just that was just a, a, an evidence that i was worshiping at that moment and i tried to think back like what happened before i went on that stage i was a christian yes i loved jesus i mean i was a praise and worship leader in my church yes I realized that before then, I was speaking in tongues. I started speaking in tongues because I was I was scared. I was like, God, you know, this is for you. And you know, this is what I want to do for you. And then I started speaking. Imagine me speaking in tongues in, an, in before an audition. Trust me, you can do anything. Then I knew that I needed God. So I was just speaking in tongues. I took that and I got on stage. And I was singing a love song to God. And the guy was like, no, this is not what we want. Next and that was it so what did I get there, my spirit my spirit was alive the spirit of God was alive and it was as if I was singing a love song to God, but he figured that out and And that was the story that was when I realized that a singer and a worshiper are two different things yes, but, but back to who is a worshiper then so who is a worshiper, a worshiper is someone who worships Worshiper is someone who worships. That is it. So what is worship, right? What exactly is worship? What can we define worship is? That's the question. What would make someone pick up a mic and then sing a song and then someone tells you and someone gets into the atmosphere and, and raising their hands just like they do in the church? What makes what is worship? That is what I would like to talk about in the next um, voice notes in the next in the next segment of this talk so just stick around and I'm sure you're having a great time and I will be back God bless you yes we are back it's still me it's still Joshua it's still right here in your ears <laughs> really want to thank you for sticking around um we started in a very very interesting note and i am learning a lot as i am saying as i'm talking to you uh, the beautiful thing about ministry is that sometimes you don't really know what you're saying this the lord speaks through you and i am so excited about about uh, this this moment once again thank you king's concept and so let's get on with it yes we were talking about a singer and the worshiper in the last um segment and we um, explained and gave the definition of who a singer is and I gave you a life story of what how it was for me when I went for an audition at Project Fame and I got rejected and my whole life came down <laughs> and my high hopes of, of getting so much money or winning the tournament and presenting the work of God. You know how it feels like you know, those are the kind of things we use to bribe God that God if you give me this, I'm going to give you this, I'm going to buy a car, I'm going to build your house and all that stuff. Sometimes they are all more uh, selfish, they are more selfish reasons. But God sees it within our heart and sometimes he just he just says, I love you son, don't worry, I got you. But that was just an example. I, I was really enthusiastic about it then. And the, the the result I got was an eye opener for me. Shagmo be telling me I was worshiping rather than singing, and that brought me into asking the question that who is a singer and who is a worshiper? Yes, they're two different things. But a worshiper, we discussed the last time that a worshiper is someone who worships. So what is worship? And that's what I would like to talk to you about. Remember when you get to church, they will say, okay, we will do opening prayer, right, and then we'll do worship and then we do praise or the order of service where they say, okay no we we'll do praise and they will do worship and then they, the pastor will come and sing <laughs> so we usually give it that time we say no worship we can we can do worship first and then we do praise so we always put that that name to a particular form of service or an act of of of, of rendering service to god uh, sometimes we relate to worship to be a slow song we can turn any fast paced song to a slow song and then we call it worship, you know? Um, oh Lord my God, we say yes that's worship, right? And when we put Oh Lord my God, how excellent is your name. as far as the fast paced song, is praise, right? Yes. So a lot of us have that conceptions that worship is a form or a style of singing to God. Is a style of thanksgiving to God. So when it's slow, it's worship. When it's fast, it's praise. Right? That is wrong. That is wrong. Worship is not a form of. It's not. It's not. It's not a temple of a song. It's not. Uh, it is not meant to be tagged right in a, in an in in order of service. As a matter of fact, the whole service is worship. Yes. From the opening prayer to the song ministrations, to the Word of God, to the fellowshipping with your members, to the sharing of the grace, even to the communion and eating together, um, and 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 even me just asking you about how you're doing, how is your Christian life, is a form of worship. The whole service, everything. If you have services from eight to twelve, that is worship. Yes, but let's just let's just just take some steps back, right? so so let's take the dictionary meaning of worship worship is an english word right it is an english word so what does the dictionary is probably the place where we get to reference english meanings from worship says it's the feeling or expression of reverence and adoration for a deity you know it's it's a show of adoration it's a show of reverence, and that is true sometimes we worship our phones sometimes we worship our pastors sometimes we worship a particular image right look at it in the bible look at it in the bible and i would show you um where the israelites were in the wilderness and they made a golden calf they made a golden calf right and they began to worship let me read it. it is from yes it's from um Exodus thirty two. he says, When the people saw that Moses was so long in coming down from the mountain, they gathered around Aaron and said, Come, make us a God who will go before us. As for his fellow Moses for as for this fellow, Moses, who brought us out of Egypt, we don't know what has happened to him. <laughs> Aaron answered, Take off the gold earrings to your wife, your sons, and your daughters with word, and bring them to me. So all the people took off your earrings and brought them to Aaron he took what they handed him and made it into an idol cast it in the shape of a calf fashioned it with a tool then they said these are gods Israel who brought you up out of Egypt so what happened here was they Moses went up to the hill to talk to God and it took so long and they were like okay what's going on so they said okay if Moses is not here and he says that there's a god that brought us out of Egypt let us make that god and they made a golden calf and they worshipped him and they worship that thing so it is a deity it is an image uh, that that they made and they began to worship that thing and they get, began to give reverence to that image and so it is also so sometimes we might just be up on, those sta- on, on stage and we'll be singing a particular song and we are waiting for one person to lift their hand up and we say yes, the spirit has moved. Right? Or we sing a particular song that we know to us without even considering the audience and then we are crying and everybody's just looking and then and then it's all uh, we just get on that stage and we're running those first, uh, those uh, chromatic chords and doing all those laws on stage i'm not saying i don't have a problem with that and i will get into it right we have we have a particular way of expressing ourselves that is just fashion to us and we say yes we're giving it to god or rather we're just making ourselves feel good we're worshiping ourselves or is it your phone? A lot of us cannot do without our phones. And that's the truth. When one way or the other, we are making a phone a God. And when you make a God and you reference it, that is an image and that's an object of worship. So yes, you back to what worship is. Worship is something that you reference, something that you give a monologue to, something that you adore. When you sing songs like, Oh Lord my God, how excellent is your name in all the earth how excellent is your name you see i am saying oh lord my god you are excellent in all the earth you are excellent those are words and i've put in melody into it and as i've put melody into it it has become music it has become a song but who am i singing it am i singing it to some girl that i just met um yesterday and the person just decided to come to church and i'm like oh my goodness i have to give this girl my best and i sing and i see that the lady is really like feeling it and i'm like yes am i worshiping god or i'm just singing a song just to make somebody feel good at that moment i am worshiping her one way or the other that is that is that is some of the mistakes that we worship leaders do we we get on that stage and we we run those i don't have a problem with it they're amazing we have gifts and i will talk about it in the future of this of this presentation And, and the truth of the matter is i just want to make that point that you worship what you love you worship what you reverence you worship what you adore are you with me you worship what you adore, you worship what you love, what you respect, right? And, you know, you can use different means uh, different means of worship. You can use different things to worship. Um, in 2 in Chronicles 5, that's it, the Bible says, The trumpeters and the singers joined together to praise and thank the Lord with one voice. They raised their voice accompanied by trumpets, cymbals, musical instruments, Praise to God. For He is good. His love, loving devotions endures forever. Then the temple, the house of the Lord was filled with a cloud. That's what happens when you worship. The beautiful thing is that worship is not just exclusive to people that sing. Worship you can you can also worship through other means, through your drums, through your musical instrument, whatever it is. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, for he is good and he endures forever. That is a form of worship. I am worshipping God, right? Another part of the scripture scripture says in in, in Chronicles 16, 1 Chronicles 16, 29 says, Ascribe to the Lord the glory of his name, bring an offering and come before him. Worship the Lord in splendor of his holiness. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness another part of the scripture says in psalms 100 verse 2 which i actually just mentioned a few moments ago worship the lord with gladness come before him with joyful songs so yes you've got that amazing song in your heart you've written down or someone sang, sang it and you're worshiping with it you're coming to god with it you are saying words with melody but now in adoration to god so, yes, that is worship. Worship is a form of expression of love. It's an expression of who God is to you, the the love that you have for God. It's just like you see your wife, or your husband, or your, your, your fiancé, and you're expressing that affection towards him. And it might not just be in words also. Our, our offering is a form of worship. Our service to God is a form of worship, right? So. Worship comes in different forms. Uh, it's an act of an act of worship. It has to do with devotion, your trust, your allegiance, your your devotions that you have in the morning. Also, your communion is a form of worship. So I'm, I would rightly, and I would say, and you write this down. Every believing Christian is a worshipper. But not every worshipper sings. I have a friend in my church. He plays the drum. Anytime is anytime I am opportunity to leave to lead rather right? any anytime I'm opportunity to lead worship, I always call upon him. I call him to help me play the drums. Not not because he's the best in my church. No. He he plays that instrument with a lot of skill. Great. But he does it with his spirit. And you would know. You'd be asking, how do you know? Do you he trying to say that other people that they don't do it with their spirit? No, they do it. They do it, yes, of course. But when he plays those drums there is a there's a sync that i have with what i sing and the, and, and it is a form of adoration sometimes he plays those drums and he's hitting a stick he's raising one hand up that is a form of worship have seen people who play the keyboard so skillfully right and i'm getting there they play the keyboard so skillfully and when they're playing it you would feel that there are sort of strings um, effects that they put in there, some guitar effect. Have you seen someone who plays the guitar? I play the guitar very well. Not very well, but I try. But I realize that there is just the spirit in those strings that comes. And then you worship with it. So, yes, you can use whatever means you have. So, every Christian should be a worshiper. You know why? Because Jesus died for you and he wants you to worship him, the Bible says, which I will get to, it says he's looking for those who will worship him in spirit and truth, that is a template of worship, and we will get into that in the next segment, but I'm just trying to let you understand the fact that worship is not exclusive to singers, even the very person that cleans the chair, the cleaners that clean the churches, even the very person that just, that that even helped, the helper meets department, Anyone that is a Christian that loves Jesus is a worshipper because there is an uh, there's an expression of worship in, in different areas of their lives. And that is, and that he is a worshipper. But getting back to what we are here for, which is a singer and a worshipper. So we're just going to leave other forms of worship, I mean other people that worship and dive into a singer and a worshipper. Right? So, a singer is someone who sings, a worshiper is someone who is a Christian who loves God. So, what brings the two together? What makes, what, what brings both uh, uh, um, skills? I don't want to call it skill because yes, music and a su- song is a skill, singing is a skill, but worshiping is more than a skill. More than worshipping is an act of reverence. So, how do we merge those two together? The questions that I would love to answer is. Well, are you saying that i don't have to be skilled to worship i am saying that you don't have to be skilled to worship but are you also saying that it's not good to be skilled and to run those i am not saying that i am saying it is great to be to be skilled you need to run those rights if you're a worship leader and you go off key you need to hit yourself in the head you're not supposed to do that But that doesn't mean you're not supposed to learn some chromatic chords, there is a relation between a skilled singer and a worshipper, there is a relation and I will talk about that in in the next next, um, segment, but so you just stick around with me because what we're going to be talking about is talking about how a singer um, worship, how a singer should worship, what is the template of a worship singer, what is the template of a worship Christian, right? And how how are we supposed to do things in moderation? How are we supposed to put things in the right place? What are the steps or what are the skills that you need to learn as a worshiper and as a singer? We'll talk about that in the next segment. Just stick around and I'm sure you're going to be blessed. yes 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 we are back i am back still really appreciate the fact that you still have me in your ears at those moments um i hope you're having a great time i hope you're really writing something i know you have a lot of questions that you want to ask and i would love to listen to those questions remember these are are thoughts that i have that the spirit of god has put inside of me this is my my first this is the thing that I love to do. I love to worship God in whichever ways I can. And we will, the truth of the matter is what we are doing right now is a form of worship. I we spoke about that in the last segment um, where we had to talk about the the, 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 the worshipper, what, what, who a worshipper is, what the person does, right? and The f- different forms of worship. And I was making, bringing a reference to my friend, his name is theophilus right he's a, he's a drummer and i love him to be on the drums whenever i'm worshiping because our spirits are entwined and i know that he doesn't just hit those drums just because he wants to make a lot of noise he worships with the drums and i call him theophilus that worships he's a drummer that worships and i brought that example into play that you can worship not just with your voice but with other means. Um, but for this segment we're gonna be focusing on the singer and the worshipper and we're trying to gonna to look at how we're gonna be able to relate who a worshiper is and who's a singer. So so come with me right now and let's, let's just imagine something right now. Y'all remember this song? Um It is well, it is well with my soul, with my soul. It is well, it is well with my soul You know, that, that's a good song And okay, you know this one by Tim Godfrey right? Um, done so much for me I just took the key up, right? I cannot tell it all Now Ricky you know So those are songs that yeah, <laughs> this is. I just, I just, I just felt something right now. Those are songs that we sing in church, in our church. Those are songs we actually even sing in our homes, in our devotions. Right? This is song we sing in the bathroom. You know, those are songs that we sing when we think about things. But but, come with me in this. Let's let's just think about this. So there was this this scenario, where um, a young man was talking to a congregation, and he called this man and said, "Can you sing this song?" It is well with my son. yeah, he's a skilled singer, he knows the slaws, he knows the high notes, he knows the low notes, right, he knows he knows how to mix those things, and he was really good, he was a skilled leader, a skilled singer, and he sang it, he sang the song so melodiously, used all those reefs and ronds, and it was beautiful, I wish I could play it with you right now, but it was just beautiful and then everybody in the whole congregation stood up and was like whoa, great you know you've, you've seen yourself where you sing so and people are just standing up and they're clapping you know that was how it was and everybody was like whoa great and then the preacher said so i want you to sing this song again but now sing it with the thoughts that you just lost your job your landlord just told you that you have two months left to leave and you have nowhere else to go. You got scammed. <clears throat> you got scammed by this internet scammers and all your account was ripped off. All you have in your account is two thousand error Right? For you just came out from the hospital when the doctor told me that told you that you have an ailment that would probably cost you 400,000 for an operation. You need to go for an operation. You need 400k. You have 2,000 iron with you. And then you're alighting from the bus and you got robbed. Your phone was taken from you. Your the money, the 2,000 that you had, was taken from you. That's all. And he actually sing that song in his well with my son. Would you give those wrongs? And so the guy came and he sang the song. He sang the song so hard because he identified with that situation and he was in tears. He was singing, he did all those runs, he, he went those pitch, he took those pitch and came down to two steps and people that were like shouting and clapping and saying oh my goodness that's amazing they were also in tears. They were crying. Imagine you yourself you that you listened to that very thoughts, that very hunger, that pain that you have—probably your heart just got broken. You've had a relationship for close to seven years, and you were supposed to get married, and then the next thing, the person tells you that no, I'm not interested anymore, and your heart gets broken. Or you just lost your job. Or probably listening to this right now, you just got a query from a place of work. Or you—you you, the investment that you poured all your money into or just got, what that they tell you, sing the song. It is well with my soul. How will you sing it? I bet you just like I will, I will sing it with the whole of my heart. Like my life depends on it. Even singing it without the, without with asking myself question, is it really well with my soul? And the tears that would happen. Now that is that is an expression. Or say, for example, just like Job did, just like let's just put ourselves in the life of Job. Joe was a rich man and all of a sudden he lost everything even the person that wrote the song it is well with my soul the story around that song is amazing And that is, that is amazing also because, you know, at that moment where you're singing that song, singing that that moment of worship, that moment of expression of the thoughts and the heart and the pain and everything you have inside of you, and you're throwing it to God without even looking at the fact that you want somebody to raise their hand, now that is the moment of worship. That is the moment where you're expressing, and that's what makes a singer a worshiper. The Bible says this. And I'm just gonna share it with you because it's one of the Bible verse that has really helped me and has has, has really broken me for as if for a long time. It is something that I never forget. That part of the scripture that says the Lord is looking for those who will worship him in spirit and truth. John 4 24. John 4 24 you know whole the story, what came about the story? Jesus was at the well, he was thirsty, and he was asking the Samaritan woman to give him a drink, and the woman was like, Why would I give you a drink? To cut the whole long story short, in the Bible, he was like, and God told him that says, If you the the water that I have to give to you, if I if you take it, you will never thirst again. And that's where the scripture says The Lord is searching for those who will worship him in spirit and in truth. So the worshiper is someone who worships in spirit and in truth. Who is a worshiper? A worshiper is someone who worships in spirit and in truth. That is the template of a worship leader. To worship in spirit and in truth. So now the question you're probably asking me is, who or how do you worship in spirit and in truth? What does it mean to worship in spirit? and truth. Now, I would read that verse of the scripture, John 4, verse 23 to 24 in the message translation. I love the message translation. You know why? Because the message translation gives the um, brings the word of God in such lamer terms, and you're able to relate with it. So, let's just dive into it. And it says this, believe me, that's from verse 23, The time is coming when you Samaritans will worship the Father neither here at the mountain nor there in Jerusalem or in your church. (laughs) You worship guessing in the dark. I mean, sorry, he says you worship guessing in the dark. That's the Samaritans. We choose worship in the clear light of day. God's way of salvation is made available through the Jews. If you're wondering, I'm reading from the Message Version. That's John 4, 23-24. And this is what it says. But the time is coming. It has, in fact, come. when, When what you are called will not matter. And where you go to worship will not matter. It is who you are and the way you live that counts before God. Your worship must engage your spirit in the pursuit of truth. That's the kind of people the Father is out looking for. Those who are simply who are simply and honestly themselves before him in their worship. God is here being itself, its spirit, and those who worship him must do it out of their very being, their spirit, their true self in adoration. Come on that is the word of god my brothers my sisters and that is amazing i take that part again it says that it is who you are and the way you live that counts before god your worship must engage your spirit in the pursuit of truth that's the kind of people the father is out looking for those who are simply and honestly themselves before him in their worship god itself is a spirit and those who worship him must must do it out of their very being their spirit your true selves in adoration so my brother my sister your self is critical it's very important in a place of worship like i said it is an expression hallelujah expression of who you are of who god is to you which means that your personal devotion is also very, it's very important in your place of worship Your relationship with God is a vital aspect in your worship. You could have the best voice, right? You could have the best skill, the best runs. But if your spirit is not entwined with God, you are just a secular artist. You're just making songs, a melody. You're not worshipping God. And that's the gospel truth. So a worshipper is someone who worships from the inside, now your question you'll be asking yourself is what do I have on the inside, my prayer is that God, God opens your heart, your eyes to see what he wants you to see, my prayer is that God opens your heart and your eyes to see your true self in that place of worship remember when you get on that stage and i know we have song leaders here we have backup singers here we have songwriters we have ministers we have preacher and we have flux it's a feed we have we have people to minister to that's a level of responsibility that transcends from your own personal worship so your personal worship is different from your congregation worship and i'm going to be handling that in the last segment of this this uh of this 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 administration so just sit back while we do a roundup so what we're going to be talking about is we're going to be talking about how we're able to move our personal worship remember we said our personal worship our personal relationship with god is very vital in our place of worship, so we're taking that personal worship to congregational worship because not only are we responsible for ourselves, we're also responsible for the people that we minister to. And so, when you're ministering to people, there is a level of worship, there's a level of responsibility that you should have, and we're going to be talking about that because you're not just a worshiper by yourself, you are meant to go out and worship, you're meant to, to, to lead people to the throne of God. And your personal worship sometimes is not necessarily what you you take up that stage, they are different, but that is vital, that is the bedrock, that's the foundation, that's the root, so when you have that root on the inside of you, it helps, but there is a skill, there's an act, there's a level of responsibility, when you get on the corporate worship, when you're handling other people, when you're leading people to the throne of God, there's a difference, so we're going to be talking about that, so stick around while we just round this off, and i am still excited that you still have me in your ears and i'm so blessed to be here so we'll see in the next segment god bless you hey i'm back (laughs) great joshua is still here um thank you for still sticking around um so I'll just get into it. So the last time we spoke about um, who a worshiper is and who's a singer is, and we, we established the fact that as a Christian your personal devotion is key. Your personal devotion, your relationship with God is key because that is the root, that's the source, that's the place where that's the place where. Everything comes out from the Bible says God your heart with all diligence For Out of it comes the issues of life and that's the truth Everything that has to do with your life comes from your heart And so if you get on stage or you lift up your hands and you lift up your voice to sing a song It is coming from the depth of your heart Whether you know it or not, It is that's the depth, that's the bedrock of everything that happens in your life Even your worship it could be in songs, it could be in, in words, it could be in, in, in messages, it could be in your music, even while you play your instrument, when you play that guitar, when you play that, um, um, that, that drum, when you play the piano, there is. it's coming from somewhere, it's coming from your heart, it's coming from your intent, so worship is intentional, yes, it is intentional. There is a motive in every worship service, there is a perception in every worship uh, moment. There is, what do you want to see? What are you trying to do? So anytime you're you, you, you at that moment, because yes, when you're with yourself, there's nobody looking at you. Are you singing? Are you worshipping God because you want to let the next door neighbour know that you have a great voice? Or are you worshiping God because of something that He has done for you? Are you thanking God for what He has done for you? Or you have a revelation of who God is, and you're just expressing that. Remember when we sing? Singing is a collection of words that are done in a melodious, melodious way. So you're a melody out or bringing harmony. You know, melody, harmony, yes, in through words, yeah, you might be like, okay, what if when I'm making some, um, saying, oh, they're not words, they are words. They are from somewhere. You remember the song uh, by um, Nathaniel Passing? Mm-hmm. Oh, 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 where he now begins. You're the God of awesome wonders Tasted of your power I like the part when he sings that and then he laughs You know, there was a particular time they asked him why he did that And he said he just remembered what he has tasted of He has tasted of God's power and it just baffled him That is an expression there and before that, he gave some, So he, he said, they're silent words. They're words that come out when you don't have anything to say. You know those moments where you just want to scream? I remember there was a particular time. I remember there was a particular time I was at work and I was working on a project and it was it was a project that I I gave my whole self to. Um, I wouldn't want to get into the details right now for confidentiality's sake, Um, but the truth was it was was a big project and I was at the center of it. I wasn't the manager though, but I was doing the dirty jobs, doing all the analysis, uh, the follow-up, the monitoring, the strategies, all that stuff. I gave myself to it and at the end of the project it was a success, I was excited. I was expecting someone to tell me, oh yeah, you did great. And then they had a odd meeting and the accolades were given to somebody else. I felt bad. I, I was, I, I, hello, I did the work, I did the job and nobody was able to say, oh, Josh, good job. And I, I don't know if anybody can identify with such um, situation, but it was, <laughs> it, it was, it was a very, very um, funny time for me then. And I got to my desk and I was thinking, I was like, God, how? What is going on? <laughs> and then the next minute I got a phone call from my pastor telling me that I would be the one in charge of praise and worship that Tuesday because it was a Tuesday service. I was almost saying, No, I can't do this. But one of the things that I have been told. God says go and say no so I said okay and as soon as I said okay I still got angry at myself how what is wrong with me why can't I just tell them I'm not doing <laughs> but I just said yes and I knew it wasn't just me, it was my spirit that was saying yes. And so I packed my bags, closed my laptop and got into the car. I was in traffic. I was still thinking about the whole scenario. It got me pissed, no matter how much wonderful music uh, uh, Tim Godfrey music I was playing while I was calling it was, It was really annoying. You know, it was really annoying. And then I got to church. And I got injured right on time when I was supposed to climb up stage. So there was little or no time for me to probably probably just prepare or get myself charged, talk to one or two persons. But no, there was no time. And I got there, and I sang that song. You're the God of awesome wonders, tasted of your power. But before that song, there was a part that says, Oh. Oh, oh, I sang that part Close to like five times I have amazing instrumentalists So they were able to Make it heavy And everybody was Like in tears And those were moments where There were no words But my heart was broken And I threw it there On stage Like God This is it Take care of it And after the service, people were like, oh great, but there was someone that came and said, Josh, you poured your heart out. I said, yes, I need it. I need that. So, and that's one of the mistakes that we worship leaders do. When we feel dejected, when we feel down, when we feel worried, when we are afraid or we, yeah, committed sin, we run away from the stage. No. That is not the time to run away from God. That is the time you need to be true to Him and open to Him. It just depends on how much or what level of relationship you have with God. The relationship that you have with your best friend. The relationship that you have with your husband, that you have with your wife. The loving relationship that you have with your spouse, with your father, your mother those loving relationships, that's the relationship that he's looking for and that's the one you should have, that even though you have committed saying you've made you've made a lot of mistakes what you should do is go back to him and say those words the Bible says that our spirit maketh intercession for us with groanings groanings are what? groanings are wordless words words that you can't make meaning have you ever been in a situation where you just want to scream you just want to scream or have you been in a situation where you just want to lift your hands and don't say a word those are times where your heart is louder than your voice and that's where songs comes in now, those are moments of worship those are moments of worship those are times where you are expressing yourself yeah good skill good music or good song is not enough. Spiritual worship to God is what matters. There are songs that are birthed out of a place of worship. There are songs that are birthed out of a place of revelation. There are songs that are birthed out of a place of intercession. Intercession with God. Consecration with God. Just, there are songs that come out you are alpha and omega we worship you are god you are worthy to be praised the secret to every song that ministers or the depth of every song comes from that spiritual part that spiritual spiritual uh, moments you have with god words are what forms our expression our actions but this time when it has to do with songs words are critical that is why your lyrics in every song is important if your lyrics is not important if your lyrics is not fine tuned if your words are not in line with how you feel I mean if your words are not aligned well something is wrong you need to take those words dissect it in your heart and throw it out because someone will know when your heart is close to God it is there it is it is your spirit that matters so the point i'm making is that your um good singing is not enough A spiritual singing because now it comes from your spirit are you with me so what am i saying yeah you can have those skills great it's good to have those skills as a music person, as a musical person, as a songwriter, as, 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 a songer, as a singer, as a praise and worship leader, you're not supposed to get upstage and lose those keys. You're not supposed to go off-key. Going off-key as a music person is, 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 is embarrassing. It just shows that you're skilled, you're not skilled enough. David was a skilled worshipper. David was a skilled Christian. He knew his craft. So as a songwriter or as a singer, as a worship leader, as a backup singer, know your craft. Go take those courses. Go to those voice training. Because you know what you're doing. Let me tell you. I've said it before, but this is what it is. You go to Domino's and you ask for pizza. I would like to buy pizza. And then they give you that pizza in a nylon bag. How would you feel? Or oh, say for example, they say okay, they are doing a promo. You're not paying, no. But they say okay, I'm just giving you, and they now give you pizza and put it. I mean, they bring it with their hand, and they now give it to you with their hands, just like that. How? Oh, what's that? Or you go to Cold Stone, and you're going to buy ice cream, and they put ice cream inside those nylon. You know, maybe those times where we used to they used to sell. They put the ice cream inside pure water and I'll give it to you. Okay, I don't know if it might be okay for some people, but that's just ridiculous. I wouldn't take it, even if you're giving me for free. Or if you're married, and your wife, and you come home, and you want to eat, and you ask your wife to give you food, and then he says she sells it, she cooks it, and gives you the pot to eat from there. Okay, some people might, want, might like it, maybe based some, on some understanding, but... Come on That is a way of serving so when you're going to God in that place, you need to learn your craft You need to know your words. You need to you need to be presentable before him Apart from the fact that your spirit has to be in to be charged. You need to know your craft And then you express yourself before God with the right intent the right intent is key what are you trying to do? Are you singing the song from the depth of your heart? Are you singing it with a great intent? Is are you taking that pitch based on how you feel? Or you're showing off. That's why if you're doing this with your spirit, trust me, it will come in moderation. And don't tell me that uh, I'm doing No. Everything has to be moderation. Do not take the spirit out of a song, or do not give a song and just hold the spirit down, so people would tell you that you're a good singer. People would know you're a great singer not until you do twenty modulations, or you do you run the scale up, right, and down, and you take a pitch that people want to close their ears. No, the spirit of God has a way of putting things in the right way. It tells you go this way, go that, so that you have to be moved. You have to be you have to be moved by your spirit. Also, I would like to talk about how you take your personal worship to a congregational worship. Yes, it's not every time that you take your personal worship upstage. There are, times, there are times when God wants to just talk to you. He just wants to let you know that I got this, this is for you. But there are times when He wants you to tell the people this, tell people that. Sometimes He lets you, for me, sometimes He lets me express the things He has told me while I was in the in the restroom are times when I want to lead praise and worship and I'll have a song list down and five minutes to it I'll feel pressed and I'll get into the restroom and I'm changing my songs because God says um, do this do this do this do I have to say no no I don't have to say yes because there's one person there that needs it because now as a song leader you are not just responsible for yourself you're responsible for the people that are around you you're responsible for the congregation and I would like to give this piece of advice to every song leader I take it or not but I believe that as much as we lead people to the throne of God we need to let them sing how do I mean you are leading a song and you're t- you have ten songs in five minutes, right? And you are taking it back to back, back to back. And people are dancing, great. But what about them singing? Bible says, "I will lift up my voice." So there is a blessing when people raise their voice. So when you come to a corporate service and you are the praise and worship leader, and you are singing and people are and dancing, but they are not saying something. Yes thanksgiving is good dancing is good but there should be a moment where they get to lend their voice it helps it helps your corporate service it helps it helps people learn That's why times where you have to stop the instrument and let the people sing remember that atmosphere in Urafa and omega there were moments where israel had to just stop and say we give because it was not just for him to sing, it was not just for him to say, We give you glory. The people, thousands of people, millions of people, way your voice it doesn't matter if they have a bad voice or they are going to spoil it, you let them sing. Because not only are you leading them, not only are you spoon feeding them, they need to be able to express themselves. And I think that would help also. So, that is it. That is what makes. A worshipper, a singer. Your song has to be with words that exalts and, and adores God. That is a singer and a worshipper. A singer is someone who sings words that adores and magnifies and, and, and blesses Jesus Christ. And there's an effect to that. You can't God does not come and keep silent; He speaks, He talks. He said He comes, and, he's, and look, look at this part. Um, I'm just going to read this part, and, and, and then I'll, I'll round off. It's, it's in um, Isaiah chapter six. It says, "In the year," I'm still reading from the Message translation, my favorite translation of the Bible. says, "In the year that King Uzziah died." I saw the master sitting on a throne, high exalted, and the train of his robes filled the temple. Angel Zephyrus hovered above him, each with six wings. With two wings they covered their faces, with two their feet, and with two they flew. And they called back forth one to another, Holy Holy, holy is God of the angel's army. His bright glory fills the whole earth. The foundations tremble at the sound of the angel's voice. And the whole house filled with the smoke says. And then he began to smoke. So when God comes, when he speaks, he doesn't keep silence. He's not a deaf God. And he's not a dumb God he speaks. He speaks in whatever means. He speaks to your situation. So there is absolutely no way your spirit is entwined with him through your relationship, through your communication with him. And then you get on stage and he doesn't respond. So, friends, I hope this has been a blessing to you. I just want to share these few words and that's it. So, understand that when you worship in a corporate service you need to keep in mind the audience you need to come to their level and minister i said that now, worshiping in truth is what is is, is, is it means that what, what is true in your life remember i said that god is looking for those who worship him in spirit and in truth so the truth has to be what is true in your life and what is god saying about you and whatever is happening in your life that's being sincere and not Pretending nothing is wrong with you, and trust me. People that haven't climbed up stage they tell you the pastor, they tell you the issues they are going through. But they say they will not know because there's a truth. you know there's a truth that we know. He, sleep, he neither sleeps nor slumber. He that keepeth Israel lies and sleeps nor slumber. Those are truth. I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health. It is well with you, so you're in blessing. Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it come to the thought of man, what God has in store for them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health, even as those are the truth. Those are Bible words and the truth that we should live by. So, a few steps when you get to well, as, as a singer, first, you need to check your state in Christ. Are you born again? Yes, you were born again. How was your relationship with Jesus? That also comes into your devotions. Second, get yeah, your affection lie during worship as a singer? What is your motive? What is your motive? What do you want to achieve? You need to be expectant every time you get on stage, every time you sing a song, personally, you need to be. It's an expression, right? expression of your love for God, you need to be skilled, that's number three. You need to learn those chords, you need to learn those pitch, you need to learn those depths, you need to learn those flaws, you need to move those scales. So you need to learn, you need to learn, you need to teach yourself because your service to God it also has to be skilled. David was very creative, was a creative person, he was a skilled person. Shedrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were skilled. People. But Daniel was a skilled person. Joseph was skilled. You need to learn your craft very well. You have to put things in moderation. Because as much as you've learned those skills and you want people to know, throw it in there. Yeah. Throw it in there and put everything in the right way. Let it be done orderly. So you do not take the spirit away from the song. Let people not just clap at the fact that you're skilled but happy that they've received something alright lastly always look out for feedback as a worshipper there has to be someone who you should always meet and see. you need to be able to listen and say okay hear words like you ministered to me today wow your voice was amazing I was blessed not you can sing, wow, you can, I, I, for me, I feel that as an insult, insult to myself, not somebody insulting me, now. I feel, I feel bad, when somebody tells me, damn, you can sing, wow, superstar, wow, that song, too. Ah, you sing and pass that person away from the writer, no, Boy, like, you blessed me, thank you for ministering to my spirit, thank you for healing me, those are feedback that you should be happy about as a worshipper, when people hear you, but also your own personal worship should come out of an outburst of revelation, so you need to spend time with Jesus, you need to consecrate yourself, you need to fast, you need to pray, you don't just fast because you want something from God, you fast because you want to have a revelation, I pray that this few words that I've said, there seem like a whole lot, and there's there's so much that I would um, love to share, because it's it's a, it's a depth from the inside of me, and that's why I have this um, podcast called I Worship, is a platform that that I create but God helped me that which I was able to create to be able to drop words that the Lord put inside of me to be able to bless people as regards to their worship experience and how they're able to express themselves. Um, discussions with top singers and, and worshippers. I call them top in the spirit realm. Right? And it's it's gonna be great. It'd be great if you can subscribe and, and listen to some of these words. But this is just a few I was able to coin out from what is, from from what God has blessed me with. Um, I pray that these words that I have said will not just will not just cause a spark on the inside, but cause an effect. I pray that these words that I've said will cause you to have a deeper relationship with God and if you probably are listening to this and you don't have Jesus in you I pray this would help you give your life to Christ because loving Jesus is fun and worshipping him is amazing so thank you once again for lending me your ears I am so so honored to have done that thank you for the King's concept and I am so happy to be part of this family have a wonderful day God bless you